Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Hello, church family. Pastor Rick here. I want to wish everybody a a happy new year. Special shout out before I jump into the message this morning to the most amazing team, obviously to my wife, Deborah, to Pastor Sean and Miss Shelley, Pastor Stephen, Miss Lena, Megan, Dylan, Miss Janice, Miss Dawn, Amanda, the the worship team. Thank you all and, and the whole team, everybody that's been holding things down, especially while we've been on our little sabbatical. Thank you for holding things down, holding things together. It's been a difficult end of the year, I'm not going to lie, for us. But like Pastor Steve says, we move on. In his message, when he says, when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, what do you do? Help me out, somebody. You keep moving. You keep moving. I seem to remember saying that once or twice in that message when I got to that passage. But he said, if there's a shadow, there's a light. Move toward the light. I like what Pastor Sean said. And and the light that you're seeing is not a train coming at you. Come on, somebody. Thank God for that. He's not doing that to us. And so we've been in this series. We started this series. It's called Reboot. It's an IT uh, um, type of message. But I'm not an IT person. And so my message is called Reboot Cyber Securities. Reboot Cyber Securities. And I'm not going to go into you with you all the nuances of what the technical side of cyber securities is, because I, quite frankly, I don't know all of it. But I will go into you, go into with you the spiritual side of it. Is that okay? And so we're going to start out this year, even if it's difficult, we're going to start out this year focused on the Father. Is that all right? Because that's where our security really lies. Our security lies in Jesus, in God our Father. And so I've come up with a couple of scriptures that I want to highlight to you this morning. One is 2 Corinthians 1.20, and this is what it says. You can read it out loud with me. It says, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen. With a resounding yes, and through Christ our, our amen. And then it has a thing at the bottom, it says, uh, uh, which means, yes, ascends to God for his glory, which means that whatever he says he's going to do, whatever he's promised, it's already got a yes and amen in heaven. We don't have to beg him. We don't have to, you know, go to him and say, God, please do this, please do this. He's already done it for us in heaven. Can I get a yes on that one? Can I get an amen on that as well? So, One of the earliest promises that God ever gave me was coming out of Psalms 1, 1 through 3. And this is what it says. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his Lord day and night. That person, that person, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. So according to the psalmist, it it, kind of matters where we walk. 
It matters where we stand, and it matters where we sit, because where we sit and stand is where we tend to be planted. And so when I think about that fact that God has the ability to to kind of put us where he wants us to be, that's a blessing to me. And And then not only put us where he wants us, he puts us in a position where we can be prosperous, even when things don't look that great. Now, most of you know the story of my starfruit tree in our backyard of our house. A few years back, my son found his little lady, Tatiana, uh, out of the Lesowski clan. And the Lesowskis are our in-laws. They go to our church. I love them all. They've been coming for years and years and years. And Jim gave us a tree, a starfruit tree, to commemorate the joining of our two families. It was about yay big. It was, it was a new tree. And so I went to plant it in my backyard and how it started out one way within a very short period of time with me kind of finagling things. I planted it in one place, and after a few days, maybe a week or two, it didn't look like it was doing too well, so I uprooted it, and I planted it someplace else in my yard. And when I did that, we went on vacation for a week, and when I came back, every single one of the leaves were dried on it. And I didn't know what to do because it was a gift from the Lasowski family. I didn't want to tell them. So I decided one more time, I'm going to take this thing out of the ground and I'm going to go plant it. My last move, I'm going to go plant it over by the, closer to the canal. And then I just kind of hoped and I prayed. Well, you know the story. Everything died on that tree except for one branch, even though I was watering it every day. And then my dog one day ran across that one branch and broke that thing off and it went down to nothing. And I still didn't want to tell the Lasowskis. So I watered that thing every day, not every day, but you know, and I did my best to, to keep up with it as best that I can. But it was that last move. Someone say the last move. That last move. And, and sometimes you've got to make one more move. I'm, I'm just talking to somebody out there this morning. Sometimes you've got to, against what you feel, you need to make that next move. Sometimes you've got to, you, you, you've got to, take that faith step that God is asking you to take. Sometimes you've got to pick up the stone to face the giant that's roaring at you in your face. And, and, and so that last move, we took it and we planted it by the canal, a.k.a. streams of <laughs> living water, if you will. And after a few weeks, something started to, to grow. After a few weeks, it, it, what it initially looked like death and dying, turned into something beautiful. In fact, take a look at this picture, these pictures right here. This is what it looks like today. That's our starfruit tree. Matter of fact, I took that picture just a couple days ago. And you know that thing produces year around? We've got another harvest on that tree right now. Matter of fact, I brought some of them in today. So good. I had some of our friends over, uh, Pastor Sean and his lovely wife, and we carved some of these things up. If you chill it, you put it in the fridge, you cut off the edges. Oh, my goodness. You've not tasted anything better than, than this star fruit. So I brought some in in the foyer. First come, first serve. Be, be nice to each other. But there's a couple of things I want to point out to you this morning. I want you to write this down. The star fruit tree had little say as to its ultimate destination or how it would end up. It basically went wherever I put it. And so it wasn't the fault of the starfruit tree 
that it struggled. It, 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 there's not a whole lot of effort on the Starfruit tree's part at all. It was the placement of where it was planted. Let me just say that again. It was the placement of where it was planted or where it was standing or where it was sitting. I'm going somewhere this morning. And folks, it may seem like where you are is a dark place. It may seem like where you are is a difficult place. But if you are in Christ, listen to me this morning, God is with you and he's placing you. Amen? And he will see you through whatever you are going through. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you, Jesus. And when he says the promises of God are yes and amen, that's what he means. The promises of God are yes and amen means he's going to do exactly what he says he will do. I don't care how dark your situation is. I don't care what you are facing this morning. God will do what he says he will do. Which brings me to a second verse that God put on my heart in Psalms 23. I want you to read this out loud with me as well. One, two, three, go. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And here's your next filling. He ensures that what he says he's going to do is going to happen. Let me say that again. He ensures that what he says he's going to happen will happen. And how does he do that? By sending us help. And what's some of the help that he gives us? He gives us his word. The Bible says his word is a light into our feet, a lamp into our path. He gives us his promises. He gives us his Holy Spirit. He also gives us his angels, his help. And we know that's true because Psalms 23 says, where he says, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. What, what's following us? What's coming behind us? Goodness and mercy. I, I personally think that's the name of two angels. Angel one is goodness. Angel two is mercy. And they're all part of the posse that we've talked about in the past that, that we have on our side. We got the Lord is our shepherd. He's going ahead of us. His rod and his staff. We got the Holy Spirit indwelling inside of us. And if we start to stumble and fall or fail in any area of our life, listen, what, do, what does it say? We fall back into goodness and we fall back into mercy. Now, let me tell you what you don't fall back into. You don't fall back into condemnation. You don't fall back into despair. You don't fall back into the judgments of God. You fall back into goodness and mercy. And you know what my Bible says about mercy? It says his mercies are new every single morning. Come on, somebody. My Bible says where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. And so God has the ability to not just lead us, but to keep us. That should have gotten an amen. At one point, Jesus was praying to the Father, and he said, Lord, I've lost no one that you put in my hands, except for the son of perdition. I've lost no one that you put in my hands. Everyone that you put in my hands, I have been able to keep. Now think about that. I mean, he had to deal with his, his uh, disciples, right? Peter wasn't easy. <laughs> the, the sons of thunder weren't easy. They wanted to burn down a whole village. And God was like, what are you talking about? That's not the spirit that I have. He lost no one that was placed in his hands. Guess what, folks? You're placed in his hands. You're placed in his hands. You're placed in his hands. 
God has the ability to keep that which is his own. Amen? Amen. Which leads me to another powerful promise of God in John 10.10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. He said, but I have come that they may have life and that life and that they may have it more abundantly. I like the New Living Translation. It says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's Jesus talking. And so when it talks about a full life, an abundant life, we're not talking about 25%. We're not talking about uh, 50%. We're not talking about 75% or even 95%. A full life means 100%. I want 100% of what God wants from me. Anybody else out there like that? I want that as well. And then he tells us why. He tells us why he does what he does. And this is the guarantee for all of us. Watch this in verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Now think about that for just one moment. In other words, you were worth everything to him. You were worth everything to him. He gave everything up for us. The thief may come to steal, kill, and destroy, but what does Jesus do? He gave up his entire life for us so that we can have a full and fulfilling life. That's what I want today, and that's what he wants for you. Now, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what the adversary is saying to you. I don't care what the giant looks like or how he's barking at you. I don't care how high the walls appear. I don't care how the storms are blowing in your life. The promises of God, my Bible says, are yes and amen. amen. Yes and amen. And it has the ability to, rebuke, to reboot us and to secure our future. It has the ability to set us up for blessing that God has for each and every one of us each and every day. Amen? Amen, amen and amen. Now, let me give you this last and final promises because his promises are yes and amen no matter what we're going through. But let me give you this last and final promise that, he, that he's given each and every one of us. And you can read this one out loud with us as well, Galatians 6, 9 through 10. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we, help me out somebody, if we don't give up. Verse 10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So what's that promise? Here's your fourth and final promise. We will reap if we don't give up. I'm preaching to myself. We will reap if we don't give up. Turn to someone. Say this with me. Say, don't give up. Say, don't give up. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. There's a harvest that's coming. There's a blessing that's coming. God has positioned you exactly where you need to be so that that blessing will come and be true in your life. Amen? And so in summary, I just want to say this. It matters, it matters where you're placed. It matters where you walk. It matters where you stand. It matters where you sit. Because when we allow him to place us, that's what brings the blessing. That's what brings the yield. That's what brings the fruit into our lives. Where someone may be saying, well, Pastor Rick, you don't understand. It feels like the place where he's placed me or where I find myself in is a difficult place. It's a place 
where, where there's just a whole lot of nonsense going on, a whole lot of darkness. Pastor Rick, you don't understand the place that I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm under a whole lot of, uh, I'm dealing with a whole lot of crap. Can I say that in church? Uh-oh, I did. Sorry. Well, let's change that word. Let's not use the, that word. Let's use the word manure. <laughs> That's a better word, right? And when I started to think about that word manure, it reminded me of something. What do they use to fertilize plants and trees? Think about that just for a moment. <laughs> think about that just for a moment. And so if your life right now, and again, I can relate. If your life right now feels like it's just full of manure, consider it fertilizer for what God is doing. Oh, my goodness, that should have been a fifth point. Matter of fact, let's add that. If your life feels like manure, consider it fertilizer for what God is doing. And keep your eye on the prize and understand that if God needs to move you, he will move you to a place where you can bear fruit and multiply because his promises are yes and amen. The promises that say, I have come that you might have life and that life is to the fullest. That's yes and amen. The promises that say that we will reap if we do not quit. That's yes and amen. The promises that say that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That's yes and amen. I love that verse. The blood of the lamb did all the heavy lifting for every single one of us. He did all the work. He, he said, it is finished. And the word of our testimony just expresses our belief and identifies us with who he is. And he says, we belong to him. And what he says he will do, he will do. Amen? Amen. Well, folks, there is no greater cyber security, spiritual security, than that. Putting your faith in what God is saying and what he is doing. And so I want to just say to you uh, this morning, God bless you guys. Deb and I, we miss you more than you know. We're looking forward to being back in the house with you all. As we start this year, I want you to keep your eyes on Jesus. I know I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I'm having to do the same thing. I'm not just telling you this. I'm, I'm having to practice it myself. And many of you know what the kind of stuff that we've been going through. So, so I'm doing my best to keep my eyes on Jesus as well. And I'm going to encourage you as the flock to do the same, even, even right now. Matter of fact, let's bow our heads and close our eyes right now and say something like this. That Lord, what I'm going through, I may not like it. It's difficult. It's dark. It smells like manure. But Father, I recognize that that you can use manure. Manure is used to fertilize. I recognize, Lord, that even though, even though I'm going through this, your promises are yes and amen for me, and that I shall reap if I do not quit. Today, I place my trust completely in you, Jesus, for the salvation of my soul, and I trust you to see me out of this situation that I find myself in. In your name, Jesus, we pray. And we all said, God bless you all. God bless you. May he keep you. 
Keep watching. Keep supporting the ministry of Living Water Community Church. God is going to see you through whatever you're going through. In Jesus' name, God bless. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.